0: With Smart, you have such an amazing opportunity to communicate with your consumers. You owe it to them and your company to continuously improve upon the experience.
1: You're listening to Over the Air, IoT connected devices and the journey, brought to you by Vary. In each episode, we have sharp, unfiltered conversations with executives about their IoT journeys, the mistakes they made, the lessons they learned, and what they wish they'd known when they started. Welcome back to Over the Air, IoT Connected Devices and the Journey. My name is Ryan Prosser, CEO of Vary, and today we're joined by Alan Varden, Director of the Smart Home Division at Globe Electric. We're going to be talking about best practices for leveraging product knowledge to enable and scale firmware, something near and dear to our heart at Very. Alan, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. So, Alan, I know Globe has been around forever. For those that don't know, can you give us a little background
0: on, on Globe Electric, what you guys are all about? Yeah, we're, we're actually a closer 90-year-old company now based out of Montreal in Canada. And we're not a tech company. We're more of a, a lifestyle brand company. And that's one of our advantages that we got into smart. So we've done all this lighting and bulb and stuff before, and then we leveraged that into the smartphone space just a few years ago. So we do a lot of like light pictures and electrical stuff. And is it fair to say for
1: somebody who's working in the smart home at uh, a, a traditional established company like Globe, I'm going to guess you, you live on airplanes to and from China or before COVID. Is that a, a fair sa- statement?
0: Yeah, before the plague uh, kind of shut us down, we were we were visiting very often. I, I've been in a few short years. I've been about 10 times to China already. And you, you get so much done when you go over there, right? Just the face to face. But uh, yeah, we were... Living on planes, going to shows in China, and it was it was fun before it all got shut down.
1: That's right. Yeah, I mean it's the it south. What is it? South East China seems like the center of gravity for hardware development for IoT. There's just no getting away yeah. from it. So one of the things that I think is really fascinating about you guys' story is, I guess it is this piece where you guys are really established. So you've been in the market for a long time. And you look at over and over, they teach you in business school, you know, you, you don't see any of like the railway manufacturers that made the jump into making cars. You know, you don't see these companies just very rarely make the big leap into the next big thing. And yet here's make, you know having some it' pretty phenomenal success in the smart home space. It's seeming like well-positioned to, to blow up that, I guess, that outdated way of thinking. Can you talk about like what that's looked like for you guys? I think a lot of people out there in the audience, maybe they're working for a really established company and they're thinking to themselves, all right, what does the roadmap look like for me to you know drag my established 90-year-old company kicking and screaming into the 21st century? What are some of the challenges that you've faced you know, how did you go about them? Give us world from an airplane on what that journey's look like.
0: Sure. Well, well, our advantage was, well, first, we do have experience in these smart products on the non-smart side, right? Like light bulbs and fixtures and electrical products. We had decades of experience, so we knew how they work. But for the smart home space, we've been keeping an eye on it for years before we jumped in. So we'd attend, like I said, we'd go to China and go to shows and we'd see that smart was creeping up. So we did our research beforehand. So we understood what the pitfalls would be of entering that space too early or too late. So we had some boxes that we need checked before we enter that space because traditionally we're not a tech company, right? So we needed to align ourselves with a partner that could help us with the cloud management and the app side, which we did. And then we just use what we used on the non-smart side to be successful and applied it to smart. So it wasn't a, a decision that was made lightly. So that, that really helped us. And then, uh, like I said, we just all of our product development experience and knowledge, we just applied that to smart. So,
1: the one of the key takeaways, if I'm hearing you right, is if your company is going to enter the connected device space, you know, and you're coming from this very traditional background, jump in with both feet, or wait until you're ready. It or at least that's what's worked for you guys.
0: Yeah if if you jump in, if you jump without looking, you're, you're going to get hurt. So. Especially with this type of space, it's very public, right? You can't just put a product out there and and kiss it goodbye. It's you will get feedback from your consumers, and if it's not done well, you're gonna get negative feedback and it's going to hurt your brand. So that's why we were very cautious before entering. But when we did, like I said, our our main advantage as a company is that we're we have a tremendous speed to market. We don't take two years to develop a product. We, we go all in and we understand that getting to market first or, or close to first is extremely important. So once we decided we're, we were in smart, we pool our resources and then we got in, but we did that background homework before entering the, the space because it's intimidating, right? If you mess it up, it can set you back. So
1: I, you're, that's a good call out. I left out uh, a critical piece of the globe secret sauce prior to jumping in with both feet. One of the things you guys did really well was like assessing the marketplace, really looking at where the gaps were and saying, okay, we think we can nail this. Let's go hard. Let's go fast. Let's get it right.
0: And no looking back. Is it more accurate characterization? Yeah, exactly. And the app stuff was new to us when we started. But now, like every other category we've jumped into for years past, we're gaining experience. And we're growing our team on the app side as well. So like I mentioned, we partnered with the right company to, to launch our app and everything, but now we're learning and, and gaining that experience as well. So we're just better positioning ourselves for the next couple phases for smart. So, okay. This next question, I think for
1: folks out there in TV land that have been a part of the journey from, you know, non-smart products into smart. So they, you know, they're at a traditional company does his first launch. You're probably out there Asking, you're screaming at the radio right now. Ask him about firmware. Ask him, but let's see. You know, nobody gets this right initially. Talk about you guys' journey. You know, you talked about apps and app development being somewhat new to your company's culture. We'll come back to that, but I want to talk about firmware. This is where a lot of people trip up. It's hard. It's hard to do right. I think it's impossible to do perfectly.
0: Can you talk about you guys' journey here? So, on our initial launch, it actually went very smooth. So, it's kind of like a sports team, right? You have a really good team. They face no adversity during the regular season. Then playoff comes, there's an injury and they crumble. Right. So it was kind of like that in a sense, we didn't crumble, but we didn't have any real firmware issues for for quite a while. And then when we experienced it, you know, we had experience up until that point that we were able to to quickly identify it and rectify it. And as a company, again, we're, we're not just some we're not like a pop up company. We, we have a strong customer service presence and team, and we have tremendous, put tremendous value on customer service. So we dealt with it and it just added to our experience, but it was almost a wake up call, right? Because up to that point it was going so, so well, and we we're taking things for granted. We were uh, relaunching items and weren't necessarily taking the time to look at them like we did in the past. Cause we didn't assume, we assumed it was going to be okay. And, and that was, I think the major lesson is don't assume you cannot assume firmware, if it's launched, it's going to be okay. Or if you adjust something, it's not going to break something else. That's always the trouble, right? You fix one thing, you break three more things. So we learned that lesson relatively early. It wasn't right away, but it happened. And uh, since then we've been making sure that there's not just initial testing, there's continuous testing on all of our products.
1: So you got somebody out there, they're leaning forward in their chair, following along right now. Maybe they haven't f- considered firmware as being as important as you know what you're talking about. We certainly have very, I think, understand know a thing or two about firmware difficulties. But what would you say to that person? What, how should they be thinking about firmware? So they got this great hardware product. They're feeling great about it. it Rain on their parade a little bit on firmware. What are some things that they need to be thinking about that they probably aren't thinking about right now?
0: Well, it's it's what the user interacts with, right? That's their gateway to the product. So you can have all these cool features and everything, but if it's impossible to figure out for the average consumer, it's, it's going to leave a negative taste for them. So you got to make it as simple as possible for the average user. Honestly, sometimes it really depends on the market, right? We're for the mass market. So we have to make sure that there's a lot of features, but it's easy to digest. So that's how we approach it, but that's step one, just make sure it's usable. And step two is just keep an eye on it. Like just make sure that you just don't leave it alone because a lot of times you'll see companies, they they develop a product, they have this neat UI package and firmware for that product. And then three years later, it's still exactly the same thing. But with Smart, you have such an amazing opportunity to communicate with your consumers. You owe it to them and your company to continuously improve upon the experience, right? And when you're doing that, you have to make sure you do your homework and make sure you don't break the thing as you're trying to improve it. Have
1: you guys had any issues where you have like mass bricked things or you know caused something to be unworkable at scale out of the field? Happens to everybody. What well, can you share
0: with us, Alan? Yeah, that was I think the major wake-up call for us. So it was a repeat of an item that was doing well for us. And there was a firmware update, but on the update, it wouldn't allow for certain routers in the market that were relatively new to have the product paired to it. So we started getting these you know, complaints and and questions and tickets open with our customer service team. And we're scratching our head going, well, that doesn't make sense. And then we eventually figured it out. And that was really our wake up call. But it did hurt us a bit at the time because it was such a high volume skew for us. It was a great product for us. And we were able to rectify it. But if, like I said, if we had (laughs) almost like being too cocky, right? Like like if we went back and really did more of that deep dive testing, we would have caught it sooner. But in hindsight, I'm glad it did happen because it, shaped our perspective moving forward, but that was part of our learning process. And based on what I'm seeing, it does seem to happen to everyone, even to the best of us and the biggest companies. And you'll see it all the time going to an app store. I updated my app and now my camera doesn't work. Or I updated my app and now all my grouping's gone and my scheduling's gone. So it, it happens all the time, but it's really what sets us apart and other bigger, better companies, or better, but bigger companies apart and other companies apart is the ability and the willingness to fix it. Some companies just don't right we're in the kind of the wild west right now of smart where there's so many companies doing so many products you just you don't know right now that's right speaking of like technically difficult
1: things you know one of the things i always love to ask leaders on this show is this concept of you know the wrong side of impossible so you know these technical challenges that you have to solve no one else has solved them maybe they haven't tried, they haven't identified the opportunity, they just couldn't, whatever the reason is. You have to solve that in order to arrive at the other side and have something that's unique and valuable. Can you talk about what wrong side of impossible looked like for you guys at Globe? What did you have to solve? What did that journey look
0: like? Give us some color there. Yeah, we we had a product actually, it's a flood cam. So it's a floodlight with a camera. And it's that type of product's been on the market for a while we've had a lot of success up to that point with our lighting which was rgb and tunable white so you get a full spectrum of color which on that type of product wasn't in the market yet so we thought okay cool that's relatively easy to add but in hindsight it wasn't there was a lot of debugging that had to go back and forth you know there's a lot of details that went into it but we eventually did figure it out and it was really close to the wire too so we committed some stock to a customer and it was getting closer and closer to the delivery date and we were still having issues so the camera would stop working or there's the camera was not communicating with the light and the light was going on at random time so it was a simple enough idea but again we pool our resources we focus in on, on fixing the problem but again that was another lesson for us it's to we need to you can't again assume that adding something like that for smart can be a simple fix because you never know sometimes that type of product is not in the market for a reason someone could not figure it out so we're glad that we did it did launch a few months ago actually and it's been doing quite well for us right so far we expect it to do much much better as you know the word gets out but it's been a cool product for us and a good experience for us so far that's great and you just said this
1: but that has been a big win for you guys right that's a product that's borne out you know, so we're turning the page now into 2022. What are some things coming down the pipe at Globe in terms of how Globe is thinking about smart, how Globe is thinking about connected devices, how Globe is thinking about itself, even? You know, with this the new growth area, is that causing some introspection? What can you talk about what we're gonna see as the years
0: roll on from Globe? Yeah, so if Globe views smart as the future for us, right? Like it's just going to continue to grow as more and more people are investing in smart homes and smart devices, it's just going to grow. Up until now, we focus on the inside of the home. I think the focus for us in 2022 is gonna be the outside. So uh, landscape lighting, more security lighting items, decker outdoor lighting items, holiday lighting items. So really the focus would be on the outside of the home and overall just continuing the improvement of the app experience, right? Like I mentioned before, even though let's say our light bulb, we've done quite well with it, and the UI is great, we're just going to be adding more and more features to it. So that's really our focus is, you know, improving upon what we've done and also looking at other areas of the homes that we haven't tackled yet and adding to our overall assortment to make sure that when a user invests in Glow, they can invest all the way if they choose to for their home. What do you think would have a bigger impact if
1: you could only turn one of these knobs to 11? The other one has to stay where it's at. Price or features and functionality in the smart light space. If you could, if, if Globe could really just put one of those two things on steroids, price, bring price way down through some breakthrough or, you know, roll out some of the things you're talking about that's new and different and unique in terms of functionality or
0: offerings. Ideally it's both. (laughs) Don't (laughs) give me both. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, for me it'd be features because that's how you truly differentiate yourselves from everyone else, right? If you're looking at a standard LED bulb, it's price because you're going to want to get that volume. You want to, you sell it to that customer. If it fails, they're going back, right? To buy another one. For smart, if you make that investment and you have a kick-ass experience with great features that continuously improve and you get new features through it, it's, I think that's more valuable long-term than maybe having a bulb that's two bucks cheaper than everyone else, right? So you guys are big players in the space
1: now you know you made place some really smart bets who out there in iot land are you looking at outside of globe and th- that you think is doing good work bonus points if this is you know somebody that maybe others haven't heard of like are there folks in adjacent spaces obviously not other lighting competitors but the globe is number one that's it but You know, as far as, you know, maybe in the switch space or maybe in a totally different space that you interact with personally, who's doing really good work in IoT connected, whatever that you're looking at and saying, man, I got to tell more people about this product or this company.
0: There's a lot. It's, I find there's very few, like a globe that kind of focuses on almost everything. You'll have like a a wise who's did an amazing job on their cameras, right? They came out of nowhere and they had a really well-priced indoor camera that, dominated the market and then they just expanded slowly right they have bulbs now i believe i think they have some uh, scale they have plugs so they did a good job i think and they're i saw their site too like they they look like they thought it out well phillips has been around forever so i think they're the standard that a lot of companies look at because they were i think really first to market but those are, are two i, I kind of look at and I, I think they've done a a, well, a good job
1: The old Phillips underdog story. We don't hear that. No, but that's cool. Wise, nice little shout out for Wise. So I'm just looking at like some of the key takeaways for today, just reviewing some of the things we've been over. It it seems like secrets to success for you guys are many, but two that jump out. At the top of the program, you talked about, hey, do your homework, identify the gaps, and then hit it hard with everything you got. And I, I think each one of those... I've seen companies mess up, you know, and I've seen a lot of companies mess up all three of them. You know, don't do the homework, don't think too much about the gaps, and then get in kind of halfway and see what sticks. We, in fact, I think we see that far too often. And, and then the other piece, not many people are, I don't know, as jazzed about firmware as we are, but firmware is hard and critically important to success. And even Apple bricks their phones. You know, Apple, one of the most valuable companies in all the land, Firmware is hard and getting it wrong is a big problem and it seems like you know one of the things you guys have gotten right is not trying to be perfect but trying to be really good and being better you know every day. So when you see yeah. problems owning that, investing in testing, is there a third one that you think I've missed that has been one of the keys to globe's success in
0: the last few years? Well, like I said, it's really the experience you can't teach that and we've been fortunate for the fact that we just have a wealth of it. So on the hardware side, I have tremendous confidence that whatever product we do, we know how to do it properly. If The firmware was new for us, as we mentioned, but we're gaining experience in that as well. But it's really, you can't just open up a company and expect to do smart right away and be successful, right? You have companies that had no business being in light bulbs, making smart light bulbs all of a sudden, because smart light bulbs are a thing to do. They won't last. We saw that with LED bulbs years ago, you had a hundred companies all of a sudden making LED bulbs. And now you have a a handful maybe left in the market, the ones that were there at the beginning and they're still here now. So yeah, it's really, it's speed to market for us. It's doing the work and just relying on our experience and, and our team just to get it done.
1: There you go. So do your homework. Firmware is hard and invest in the experience lessons learned. So Alan, enjoyed having you here today. For folks that want to keep up with your story, where's a, where can we point the people that want to follow on after
0: today's episode? Well, at Global Electric, we do have an Instagram page. We have a LinkedIn page. We're going to be launching a new website soon. So it's going to be extremely interactive. I don't have a, a launch date yet, but that will be noted on our LinkedIn and our Instagram pages for sure. So we also have a Facebook page. So any major social media page or site, we have a page on. Cool,
1: and if anybody wanted to follow your story directly, Alan Varden is a findable person on LinkedIn, correct? I am, yes. All right, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please don't forget, give us a five-star rating if you enjoyed what you heard. My name's Ryan Prosser. I appreciate you guys showing up today. We'll see you on the internet. You shouldn't have to worry about IoT projects dragging on or unreliable vendors you've got enough on your plate. The right team of engineers and project managers can change a pivotal moment for your business into your competitive edge. Varys close-knit crew of ambitious problem solvers, continuous improvers, and curious builders know how to turn your ideas into a reality, on time and up to your standards. With a focus on mitigating risk and maximizing opportunity, we'll help you build an IoT solution that you can hang your hat on. Let's bring your IoT idea to life. Learn more at verypossible.com. You've been listening to over-the-air IoT connected devices and The Journey. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to hit subscribe in your favorite podcast player and give us a rating. Have a question or an idea for a future episode? Send it to podcast at verypossible.com. See you next time!